parents strongly caution, the following programs are intended for mature audiences over the age of 18. These programs may contain intense violence, sexual situations, coarse language, and suggestive dialogue. Welcome to the Toonami Faithful Podcast, Episode 91, Otherworldly. I'm not going to do a joke this time because Jim's not here, so he's sick. Uh, we're really sorry. But I think I did a pretty good job with this take. I didn't fuck this up so badly. I just, I have no funny joke prepared. Um, well, anyways, the Tsunami Faithful Podcast starts now. Hey everyone, welcome to the Tsunami Faithful Podcast. My name is Jose Argumetto, and with me tonight is... The founder of TsunamiFaithful.com, Paul Scrillo. And... Yes, I'm Ryder Rail Maddox. And... Arthur Mesa. I'm back, bitches! No one gives a fuck. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> <laughs> sound extra Mexican today. I know, <laughs> Anyways, uh, so before we begin and get into our Space Dandy rerun recaps, uh, we are just, you know, we're running a survey right now, and we would like to know your feedback. Uh, please visit the link on the at Toonami podcast page and the at Toonami news page. Uh, your feedback has been very helpful, so thank you very much for that. Uh, but also, the reason Arthur is here is because he donated 50 bucks to bring get, uh, to bring Greg all the way from Japan to Boston to see the premiere of his own movie. And we super, super appreciate it because I just realized that was a one-piece fun without doing it. <laughs> but we, we, really do, we really do appreciate it. And uh, Greg, uh, I'm sure Greg is very thankful uh, he's not here because he doesn't come on this show. Uh of course, of course. <laughs> oh, we haven't done that in forever. Yes, that's been dead for months. I was trying I know, to figure it out. Sound like you got damn nuts drop, man. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, um, so shall we get into the space standard rerun recaps? Yes, sir. Space Dandy episode one. I'm totally kidding. We're not doing this. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, I just you are. <laughs> yeah. We we uh, we want to address the elephant of the room regarding recaps. Uh, a lot of people we've been we've had conflicting opinions, and a lot of people have been wondering what's going on with the recaps now that Space Dandy's on reruns, and are we going to use a different show? What what's going on? For now, we're not going to be doing recaps of Black Lagoon or Blue Exorcist. Uh, or Space Dandy reruns, we're just going to wait until July and not do them because it seems the a lot of the feedback that we got was we like the Space Dandy recaps, but we're not crazy about hearing about other shows because a lot of them have been out for years. And, you know, we'll, we'll still talk about Black Lagoon and Blue Exorcist and One Piece and Naruto and Bleach and all those wonderful shows, um, you know, but they'll come up more naturally in conversation. And definitely when something big happens, we'll talk about them. But... I, as for having a, uh, a segment dedicated to recapping the episode uh, and discussing it, I don't think that's going to happen uh, again until we get another maybe simul dub or world premiere dub or something like that. Mm. So, uh, you know, for those of you that really want Sword Art Online too, man, keep watching Space Dandy because they'll be looking at those ratings, I bet. Mm. Yeah. So, you know, here's hoping. I hope <clears throat> I hope we bring back the recap segment at some point with a show that I think is I don't want to say worthy, but you know, just everybody's really excited about, but we're not I love Black Lagoon and I love Blue Exorcist, but I'm not really excited about doing those because people have seen them. Yeah, including some of the people on this show. Dude, 
the OBAs are fucking amazing. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that would really just be like, okay, we're just kind of regurgitating stuff we would have already said. It's not it's not something that's like brand new to us, you know? So uh yeah. I think that's that's basically what's gonna happen with recaps from now on. Um so it's just gonna have to be a totally brand new show that no one has seen before, people. <laughs> well, or, or dub premiere. We're, we're, I'm willing to do it for a dub premiere at the very least. I agree with the dub premiere. Um, but like your opinion doesn't count, Arthur, right now. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I'm I'm sure that there will be yeah. something coming up here soon, but I, I don't think it'll be until at least either the summer or the fall. So, July. Wait for Space Dandy recaps to come back, and with that, let's go ahead and get into the news. From Facebook, Twitter, and the official Toonami Tumblr, this is Toonami News, powered by ToonamiFaithful.com. Space Dandy comes in at 1,211,000, Bleach comes in at 1,291,000, Naruto Shippuden 1,193,000, One Piece, 968,000, Blue Exorcist 870,000, Black Lagoon 876,000, Naruto 785,000, Ghost in the Shell 626,000, Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood 603,000, Samurai Jack 555,000, IGPX 441,000, Star Wars The Clone Wars 508,000, and Symbionic Titan ends the night at 436,000. Those are your ratings for March 29th, 2014. A pretty good week. Uh, obviously, we're going back into school days, so you can yep. kind of see the slump there. Mm. Although Bleach, man, kicking ass, baby. Bleach, man, did yep. did really good this week. <sighs> um, and you know, kind of ruined my faith in humanity a little bit that it beat out the <laughs> Space Dandy's season finale. <laughs> <laughs> That's the power of Bleach, baby. Boo. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out. I'm trying to figure out. Other than Darrell, who the fuck is watching Bleach? Oh, all my fucking loyal minions, you bastard! But no, seriously, because like, look, I, I may be following the wrong people on Twitter, but every time I'm watching Bleach, people are bitching about it, and I'm just like, you know, and Bleach has been good lately. Like, let me just put this out of the way. Bleach has been good. I know it's filler. It hasn't been like super horrible. Like, I don't know what the fuck's going on. I actually somewhat know what the plot is, but I'm just like. You know, a lot of people really don't seem to like this show, at least who I follow. It, what's going on? <laughs> Again, it confuses the shit out of me. <laughs> Arthur, everything confuses the shit out of you. Are, are Bleach fans just not on Twitter? I don't Bleach know. Bleach fans are on Twitter. I don't know. Well, Darrell, we had to convince you to get on Twitter. Yeah, yes, we did. We did. So maybe that might explain Twitter. it. Maybe Bleach fans just aren't on Twitter. Or, uh, you know, Toonami Talkback, prove me wrong, please. Well, a couple of the fans that I know that watch Bleach or the people that's on Twitter that do that do watch it, they say that trying to tweet and watch Bleach kind of fucks them up <laughs> because they try to enjoy the show. Audrey, so, shit the fuck up from your snickering. So Bleach fans are too dumb to multitask. Darrell just said that. That's what Darrell just said. Not me. No, that's what a few people told me, so. <laughs> I'm fucking around. I found oh, out I when Bleach ends. It, I think it ends in October, sometime in October. We have to throw, we have to do something for it. Because, like, you know, we we bitch about Bleach and whatnot, but when it ends, it's really going to be kind of kind of Sassy. sad. And it's kind of, <laughs> I, I don't want to say, like, I don't want to say celebratory because, like, look, it's 
it's a great like it's a good show that people really like um i'm not you know i'm not a fan of it particularly but like i understand why that show has an audience i get it um and we should we should absolutely do something special for it podcast was when it does end i'll leave that up to Darrell. Darrell, you're in charge of that <laughs> I'm, I'm already busy with ghost I, in the shell month next month i, I, I got enough I shit know. to do i don't know about that <laughs> no i think Darrell could wrangle up some stuff because what you want me to do it i'm gonna fuck it up <laughs> true this is true be like bleach was a show that starred ichigo and that would be the entire month I almost feel like it's yeah. going to be like a bunch of pitchers with Darrell holding knives. And if you remember, you've seen Darrell with his knives. Okay? Dude, I took a picture with the Toonami Faithful Podcast t-shirt on with a fucking kunai knife in my hand. Oh, God. Uh, anyways. Uh, okay, back let's on go topic, people. Back on topic. But, uh, Darrell, you, simultane- uh, spontaneous conversation. You're in charge of Bleach Month if, that, if we do that. Yes, sir. Uh, don't fuck it up. <laughs> I don't think he will. <laughs> no, he loves Bleach too much. I know he's going to do a good job. <laughs> Anyways, uh, so March 31st, 2013, we had Boondocks at 1,083,000. Bleach, 1,029,000. Naruto, 911,000. Soul Eater, 756,000. Uh, Thundercats, 676,000. Symbionic Titan, 620,000. Aoraka 7, 504,000. Tenshimuyo GXP, 508,000. Brotherhood, 513,000. Bebop, 573,000. Bebop, 539,000. Inuyasha, 548,000. And Inuyasha, 577,000. So up, pretty much everything was up, um, from what I could tell. Nice. Except maybe some, some, you know, gray spots in the back half there, but... (laughs) Yeah, Paul know about gray spots on the back half. Oh, shut the fuck up. Who, whose ass has Paul been looking at? I'm trying to figure that out, right? I'm like, wait, I'm whose ass is that? Too, <laughs> Paul likes to visit retirement homes. Oh, <laughs> too far, oh, too oh, far. No. I'm gonna move on and ignore that ever that image ever came to my head. Um, so, the trending this week, uh, pretty good job. Toonami trended, Soul Society trended, One Piece trended, Frankie trended, Blue Exorcist trended, Shimei? Shimmy? Somebody trended uh, from Blue Exorcist, <laughs> Black Lagoon trended, Woo! Revy trended, Naruto trended, FMA Brotherhood trended, Samurai Jack trended, IGPX trended, and Symbionic Titan trended. And that was the US trends, mobile trends, Toonami, Bleach, Naruto Shippuden, One Piece, Blue Exorcist, Shimei, again, is that Eyebrow Chick? Uh, I think that is. Probably, yeah. <laughs> Fucking eyebrow chick. Anyways, Black Lagoon, <laughs> Revy, Samurai Jack, and IGPX were the mobile apps. So, uh, pretty good week trending. Um, Space Dandy didn't trend, which, you know, I kind of saw coming because I have a feeling a lot of people are not not really tuning in for the reruns. Probably mm, yeah. Because um, I have a feeling, like, it's... I think Space Dandy is a show that you could rerun, and it would do really well. I don't, I don't think the ratings are going to be, like, poor for it. I... Hope I not. hope not. Hope not. But <laughs> you know, I, I have a feeling it's not a show you tweet about when it's on reruns. You know, yeah. Like it's it's kind of like a boondocks for a Family Guy. You're not really tweeting about it when you're watching it. You're just like, oh, this is on. Leave it on. You know that that's that's the kind of vibe I get from Space Dandy, which 
you know, if it works out in the ratings, absolutely wonderful. Because, you know, we could use a couple more of those shows that, like, hey, they do really well for us. We don't really have to do anything for them anymore. Mm. But, yeah, you should, you should keep tweeting Space Dandy because I want, I want season three. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, miss season three. Yeah, yeah. And I want more simul dubs, period. I just want more of that crap. Yeah, I like that. Anyways, uh, but big news in the middle of the week. It was amazing. Uh, people were fucking losing their shit over this. Um, it was just... Including Jason DeMarco. <laughs> holy shit, man. Like, oh my god. I can't... We were the first to break this story. And it was the thing that possibly everybody has been asking for. DBZ, man. It came back to Toonami. <laughs> for april fool's day <laughs> april fool's yeah um so just to put a little bit of perspective on this uh whole debacle <laughs> um i had just recorded the one piece podcast with uh zach and steve and all those folks that week and was, i'm not a trader i work for both leave me alone um anyways so I had been uh, I had been working on that, and they they had their own thing for April Fool's Day, and I was just like, wouldn't it be funny if I just put up like as an article on com that Dragon Ball Z was going to come back? <laughs> and this was like two hours, like two hours before uh, Dragon Ball Z, uh, sorry, April Fool's Day was like coming. So this was like ten o'clock at night, and I'm just like, all right, let me write this really stupid, really ridiculous article. <laughs> that if you read, you would understand it's a prank because I didn't oh want to. I didn't oh. actually want to upset people with this. That's the reason the article is supposed to be like, oh, I get it. It's a joke. Because nobody would ever. Nobody at Funimation would ever release the following statement <laughs> Dragon Ball Z has been one of our stable shows, and the fans clamoring for it to return to Tsunami really filled our inbox. I guess it did for them too because we got the phone call from an irritated Kim Manning saying, fine, give us DBZ. They would never say that. No. They would never drop Kim Manning by name, and nor would they ever say irritated. Yeah. By the way, how did you guys get tricked by the schedule that was up? Okay, the next quote was from William Street, though, and then their next quote, their official quote, is "fuck it." It says "fuck it" in there, and I'm just like, <laughs> they first off, they would never admit that Gil's MacBook crashed. And yeah. from Tumblr <laughs> inboxes, which makes no sense. <sighs> and then the schedule, yes, the ridiculous, ridiculous schedule. People at this point started to realize that it was fake. This is when people started to realize, oh, it's fake. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean... Some people, not everybody. Here's the, here's the funny thing. Like, let's see, you posted it at midnight. Midnight. And then you reposted it probably around. I think it was between ten. It was and noon. Noon. Noon Eastern yeah. time. We should we should be straight. It's uh, we right. should time zone. We're on the East Coast. And it, it was you know there wasn't there was chatter, but there wasn't that much chatter. And we didn't really repost it after that. And then all of a sudden, around ten o'clock, everything decided to just spill over. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, everything died at midnight. Like we posted the story, our site crashed. Well, our site crashed at midnight. It was basically the way ridiculous. Yeah. The way those scouters <laughs> broke on Amic. Yeah, it was over nine thousand or some shit like that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All that over stuff, nine, man. 
I'll put it like this. Over 9,000 idiots crashed at website. It was crazy. Um, and also the, the, the comment from Jason was also oh, the most ridiculous thing I wrote. I was just like, what would Jason never, ever say? First off, he would never announce, like, in passing, upcoming shows like Attack on Titan and Sword Art Online 2. Would never say that. Um... He would never talk about the feedback that he got, or like, don't care Battle of Gods, which is an inside joke between me and a couple of the One Piece podcast guys. Um, and he would also never say, we just played Cowboy Bebop for seven hours, because even he knows, it's like, that's, <clears throat> he likes variety. <laughs> right. Um, and we posted some of the reactions, please go check out the article, we posted some of the reactions, and it was just like, holy crap. Some people didn't, didn't read the article because our site crashed, so they just believed it. <laughs> and then there were some people who did read the article and were like, oh, haha, you didn't get me. And I'm just like, that was the point. We wanted it to sound incredibly implausible because we didn't want it to sound real. We want, we didn't want to actively upset people with the news that, hey, Dragon Ball Z is coming back, but April Fool's, no, it's not. Because we knew that we know how much people love Dragon Ball Z. So we wrote it so that you would laugh and be like, all right, you got me. Haha, that's funny. <laughs> But then people actually looked at the schedule and read the Horde article and thought it was real. Yep. That I don't understand. You know, <laughs> seven hours of Dragon Ball Z. Yeah. <laughs> no, it wasn't it wasn't just that. They actually not only did they believe the article, but then they started bitching at Jason. Which made oh. it spill over at 10 p.m. Yeah, which is where we we were originally at midnight going to post up the article with all the reactions and say April Fools, but <laughs> Jason was Jason. I guess he got fed up and tweeted us, and we're like, okay, we got we got you, we got you, don't worry. We've already got it set up. And then yeah, as soon me, as we posted and, that, we crashed our site again. Me and Jose were in constant contact, and I'm like, I'm like, oh well, Jason hasn't said anything. We're fine. And then at 10 p.m., he posted that tsunami news, and it popped up on my phone. I went. Um, yeah, about that comment. Like, I was like, about that comment. <laughs> yeah, and I, I had already, luckily at that point, we had already, I was already posting up the, like, the, hey, we were joking, here's the reaction to it. So, like, we were basically done. So, it was kind of perfect timing, actually. <laughs> Except for the comment. And then people are like, oh, Tommy News got in trouble. No, we didn't. He has a sense of humor. Yeah. <laughs> um... We're, we do apologize to Funimation, William Street, and Jason, because we know what we caused. We're aware. We're totally aware. But <laughs> sorry, we Jason. But sorry! We wanted, we're really <laughs> sorry about that. But we wanted it to be fun, and uh, we had a lot of fun. Uh, a lot of people replied with they had a lot of fun. And we, like, yes, there was a little bit of a lesson in it. Like, hey, Dragon Ball Z is not the only thing that Toonami is about. There's more to it. Do you really want to see Dragon Ball Z just drop everything else? Um, you know, and it was fun. We had a lot of fun with it. And, uh, you know, we had a huge... We, we we did put the first episode of Dragon Ball Z, because we're all fans of it. We are all fans of Dragon Ball Z. The first episode of Dragon Ball Z is up on our site, on that article. You can go watch it absolutely for free. Um, you know, we we love you guys. And we, we, we love Dragon Ball Z and... It was just a harmless little joke that we fooled a couple thousand people. 
<laughs> over nine thousand, damn it! And we had fun doing. We it. had fun. I had a lot of fun doing it. I that just, was fun. I just wish it didn't crush our hilarious. site. <laughs> no, you dude, I actually put that up on my Facebook page. I was like, "This is what happens when you say DBZ has come back to two You, Darrell, you started putting up like, "Haha, you all assholes fell for it." At like, oh, at like, at um, at like, I think it was like. 10 o'clock in the morning or something like that and i spotted him like dude don't say anything let it <laughs> just don't say anything <laughs> and i deleted your comment on facebook then i saw you did it on twitter i was like i forget it <laughs> you know i'm my asshole when it comes to this kind of stuff yeah you're terrible at trying to keep a straight face dude you should have seen because like, i kept, I kept the straight face all on to on the tsunami faithful tumblr and on my own Tumblr account and Twitter account. I was just like, what joke? No idea what you guys are talking about. <laughs> oh, God. Don't worry about it. next year. I just keep my mouth quiet. We'll, we'll just become um, what we call a blackout. We have Shut a couple, the fuck up. We have a couple of ideas for next year. Um, nothing on this scale. <laughs> nothing nah. that'll... We're not going to do something like this again, but we'll, we'll, we'll think nothing of something. Nothing that'll crash the site. Nothing that'll crash the site. We'll probably, we'll probably think of something. I've got a couple of ideas mumbling around. Yeah, I got a couple of ideas myself. Yep. Uh oh. <laughs> Shut up, Arthur. So, um, yeah, that's basically the uh, that's basically our April Fool's joke. Um, we had a lot of fun. Uh, speaking of April Fools, that's when Tsunami came back for one night two years ago. So, yay! Oh, I wrote that article too, which is up. Kind of important, and uh, we observe that day as April Fool's Day, but mostly Tsunami Day. I don't know. I think I was trying to make a joke. It didn't work. Well, let's move on. Toonami's <laughs> new look. <laughs> Toonami revealed last night that they had a new look, and I'm digging it. And uh, uh, holy shit, along with the new look, we got a brand new soundtrack from some familiar faces. Ninja Tunes. <laughs> yep, Ninja Tunes is back. So, but let's go into the look first before we talk about the music. Um because we have a lot to talk about with music tonight. <laughs> yes, we do. Um, Ninja, t uh, sorry, Ninja Tune. Toonami's new look. Uh, very, very, like, grown up. Like, for lack of a better term, it's very minimalist and kind of grown up. It looks, a lot of people were drawing comparisons to, like, iOS 7 and uh, kind of looks like the Comedy Central font, which is Futura, uh, by the way. And which it does look like, but it's it, you can tell it's slightly modified. It's like kind of slanted. It's a little asymmetrical in certain places. It, yeah, it looks really nice. Um, and the color scheme is really nice. Like this feels like an Adult Swim tsunami. I think for the first time in a long time. I, I don't want to say that the other looks were immature, but this feels like yep, this is tsunami on Adult Swim. Yeah. It has a more grown-up look to it, man. Yeah. It's not like, um, I guess you could say, kind of cartoonish in a way. Yeah. I yeah. don't, don't want to, like, throw the previous two looks under the bus or anything. No, no they're great. No. You know, no, but this great. right here, it's just like, I put it like this. It's a new look for the new tsunami <laughs> that yeah. we have now. I think because the other two, well, for, the first one that we had was the 2000 and, uh, like, 4 to 7 one that was, you know, Tom 3. And that looks right. that looks fine for for what it is, but it felt you know. But that was just like, all right, we're using this because we still have all those resources. We could re or we could rebuild those real easy from back then. Uh, and then we got the new one, which looked really nice, but it felt. 
I don't want to say immature. Immature is not the right word, but it did feel like it was, look how cool and slick this is, or type of thing. And this feels like just, just kind of grown up. Like that's the best way I can describe it. It looks like a grown up look. It's like that Billy D. Williams type look. <laughs> it's just fucking cool. Now. Yeah, it's just cool. Yeah. Um, I love the new look. It yeah. looks really good. And there are also the new shots of the Absolution traveling over the planet. Yep. We got some new animations. Same old Tom. We didn't lose Tom 1 or, or sorry, Tom 5 and Tom Sarah. <laughs> and Tom Sarah. Jesus. Sarah. Tom Sarah. Tom Sarah. Yeah. <laughs> we, didn't lo- we didn't lose Tom Sarah. Uh, they're both there. <laughs> they're both the same looks. I don't think we're going to get updated looks for them for a while. Which is no. not unheard of that the graphics would change over while the hosts don't. That's that's not on that's not uncommon for uh for Toonami. They've done that before. Right. I think they might change it next year after possibly Intruder Two. Maybe that's implying that you know Tom dies because I don't I don't know if they'll call Tom off that fast. No, I don't. I'm just saying possibly. I mean, well, well all right. at not, that point. Not... At that let's point, it'll be in. a couple of years, but yeah, you're right, Paul. We shouldn't get into that. Yeah, let's not get into that because we'll that have is... dates and we don't need to do that. The, <laughs> other, the other accompaniment to the new look was a new, well, old audio sound <laughs> from Ninja Tune. A uh, bunch of new tracks, like Two Fingers, a lot of the new, well, actually the old Amontoban stuff was pulled again, but not complaining. Uh, <laughs> I heard, oh man, it was just like, holy crap, I know all this. I've been listening to this stuff since you guys stopped putting it on. Yay. <laughs> uh, I did not hear any Ghostly or William Street Records or anything like that. I didn't hear anything from the other labels that they usually pull from. Hmm. So maybe I'm mistaken because I don't know everything uh, on on the whole lineup, but I don't think they're using any of the new stuff. I think they're using strictly Ninja Tune, uh, which cool, I'm fine with, but... I like, you know, I hope they don't just stick to strictly Ninja Tune for Toonami. Because I love Ninja Tune, but I like a lot of the stuff that's coming out of Ghostly, Williamster Records, uh, all those very, very talented artists. Artists. Uh, Arliss was a terrible HBO show. Um, oh, yeah, I know, man. I remember that show. That show, that show ran for like 7,000 years, it feels like. Um, but yeah, the um, I hope they pull from everything, man. They should pull from everything. I love the tracks for that were used for Bleach and Black Lagoon. Uh, Naruto got an Amon Tobin track, which made me sad. Oh. Because I was just like, no, if only you were a half hour later. Which one? Uh, it was Shippuden? Four Ton Mantis. They, they uh, played Four Ton Mantis, which I no, love. But, but I mean, which uh, Naruto? Shippuden or the original Naruto? Original Naruto. The original Naruto. Yeah, that track's awesome, too. If they had put on... um, may, Actually, this is kind of funny that... Okay, I, I hate to draw comparisons, but I'm going to sound somewhat prophetic again. But the previous week, I'd put out a Ghost in the Shell music video using uh, Two Fingers music. And what opens Toonami this week but Two Fingers music? <laughs> I'm sorry, man. I'm trying not to laugh, man. Two Fingers just got me. Yeah. It, it, you know, I could go so low brow with that right now. Oh, guess what? We're going to mention Two Fingers a lot tonight. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not even joking. We are. Bend over and cough. No, 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 no. I mean, we're actually going to mention Two Fingers a lot. So try to keep the jokes to a minimum. Uh, um. So, but the other thing that we got is a Titanfall review with the new graphics, and the new fancy Xbox One thingy. Um. 
Yeah, it was a review. And for some reason, I actually really want to take, play Titanfall now. Like, I had <laughs> no interest in this game until Toonami reviewed it for some reason. <laughs> I have no idea how they sold me on it. I'm just like, for some reason, I really want to play this now. Got you all campy and shit, didn't it? <laughs> no, you don't, you don't camp in those games. You get in your giant robot and you wreck shit. Yeah. Now I really want to fucking play that game. Luckily, there's an Xbox 360 version, which I'm sure sucks. <laughs> I'm sure it's terrible, but I might think about picking it up. At least try it. I might try it. Although, that means I have to renew Xbox Live. I just totally forgot about that. Oh, shit. <laughs> totally forgot about that. Damn it. Maybe not. Maybe I won't pick that one up after all. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it was a review. Sure was. Any uh, Any more thoughts? Mm. You know, I don't play video games. I mean, uh, <clears throat> the but new the graphics, graphics work awesome. well. Yeah, they work well with the, uh, the game. I loved how Steve got his pirate voice back for One Piece. We moved on, man. Damn it. Arthur, goddamn, be consistent, man. <laughs> sorry, I, man. I kind of knew it. You I'm sorry. kind of knew it, man. God. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Um, I guess that's how many times have... you have been on this podcast? <laughs> I guess that's all we have to say One, about Titanfall. Two, three. <laughs> We're moving on now, guys. Come on. Let's go. Wait, Wait too much. Um, sorry. Th- we are done talking about Titanfall. We have to talk about Neon Alley very briefly. And I do mean briefly because we got a long show tonight. The... Uh, Neon Alley, uh, the streaming service, the linear stream that requires its own app is now gone. It's over. That is no more. They have moved everything to their website uh, and to Hulu Plus. And all right, I'm going to sound like a huge dick for saying this, but congratulations. Yeah, it kind of seems like Neon Alley's just saving face. It seems to me like it just blew up in their faces and failed. And this is their way of saving face. Because, and I have reasons, because Viz, Aniplex, Funimation, Sentai, you name them, they already had a channel on Hulu before Neon Alley was ever a thing. So what's what's to entice me now to to even use Neon Alley? Mm. It's just oh now we're gonna put up dubbed episodes at a certain amount at a time. I'm like Hulu Hulu already did that. People they do that already. That's already a thing. So it just seems to me like Viz is trying to save face a little bit, and mm. I don't blame them. They they hyped the shit out of Neon Alley, and for what it was, Neon Alley was a great service, but you know it, it's time has passed, and I, I I assume that the Neon Alley brand is just eventually going to be faded out. So would you say it would fade to black? I, I guess. I guess if you want to make that obvious bleach reference. Yes, sir. <laughs> I think I think we're just not gonna have Neon Alley anymore. I think it I think it blew up in their faces a little bit. They didn't get the subscriber base that they wanted. And they're just running back to Hulu where they were already. That's well, that simple. Know, to be honest with you, man, Neon Alley kinda didn't get uh people what they really wanted at times though, man. Neon Alley it just took too long to get started. I think the problem was they launched too early with a service that was clearly not ready. And it turned people off. It turned me off. I'm just going to be honest. It really did. The The lack of an on-demand feature and the fact that it was on the PlayStation first before it was on PC. Uh, and only... Yeah. Yeah, that was a big, like, 
Ew, no, that you don't do that. You launch on PC first, and you have an on-demand feature ready to go. That was the thing because, like, it was like you know, like a TV show. Like, you want to watch this? I love linear streaming. I think it's a great idea, but you gotta you gotta have them both. We live in an on-demand world now. You can't launch a channel like that unless you're actually on television. You can't launch an online channel like that. So you'll just nobody's gonna watch you. Because they're going to be like, oh, man, I missed the show I wanted to watch. Oh, well, I'm just going to put on something else. And especially with something as serialized as anime, where there's very, very few shows that are episodic in nature. Or if you miss one, you're screwed. Exactly. Exactly. Yep. And no DVR feature. No, it was a, I, I think it was just kind of poorly planned. The technology just, they didn't, they didn't push it forward enough to make it worthwhile. That being said, please use Hulu Plus. Uh, I'm not ashamed to say, please use Hulu Plus because it's awesome. I love that service. Yeah, you got to sit through ads, but who cares? A mm. lot. And if you don't have Hulu Plus, use Hulu because it's free. You can use and you can hook it up to your you can hook up your computer to your TV. There you go. They have so much anime on Hulu; it's freaking ridiculous. They have like entire series of anime. Like you can, <clears throat> wa- I think you can watch like the entirety of Dragon Ball Z on Hulu. Yes, you can. And like the entirety of, you can watch all of Black Lagoon on Hulu right now, subtitled. But you can go watch it. And one of Paul's favorite shows, The Record Seven AO. Oh yes. And and Sword Art <laughs> Online and Bleach, they're they're all there, man. Go check them out. Yeah. So uh, yeah, and Hulu, if you're listening, please sponsor us. You haven't gotten back to my email. Please. I'm, I I'll will, be good. See how I just sold you guys? Also use Neon Alley. We like those guys. We like everybody over at Viz and the whole Neon Alley team. We wish them all well, but that's my honest opinion on the service at the current time. Yep. Anyways, we spent enough time on that. Uh, let's get going. Let's move into what I hope... Everybody really likes it's the return of Toonami Artist Showcase. Play the segment loud. Toonami Artist Showcase. For our return to Toonami Artist Showcase, we are delving into the Ninja Tune label, which, okay, seriously, no joke, we did not know that Ninja Tune was going to be coming back on Toonami. We've been planning this episode for about a week. It is a total coincidence that Amon Tobin is our artist that we are going to do, and that he happens to be under the Ninja Tune label. Total coincidence, we swear to God. We had no idea, people. We had no idea. But Amon Tobin is a very accomplished electronic artist. Uh, you guys may have heard him for, uh, you know, on obviously on Toonami. Uh, but outside of Toonami, you may have heard him in the films The Italian Job, 21, uh, Taxidermia, uh, of course, the IGPX soundtrack. Uh, he's also been, his music has been featured in video games such as Chaos Theory, um, or which is a Splinter Cell game. And infamous, but let's start at the very beginning of his career. Um, when we actually have, and this is true, we actually have some of the some of the um, uh, 
some of the tracks he made as a kid. Like we have his him actually experimenting as a teenager back in the 90s. Uh, we actually, and, and we'll give you guys a little bit of a sample of that uh, right now. So when he first premiered, he was uh he had an original name. His original name was Cujo. Cujo. Yep. Which, you know, he released a couple of uh, compositions and, you know, but I don't think that he really developed his stuff until Amon Tobin. He started working with Ninja Tune. And man, like his first debut album, which was Berkulage, uh, I, I can't say enough good things about this album. I love this album so goddamn much. It has my favorite song of all time. And that's not hyperbole. I mean it. This is my favorite song of all time. Easy Muffin is on this album. this and i would say a little bit with pre-mutation uh which is his next album uh you kind of you kind of listen to it and it's kind of more jazzy it's it's not as electronic as it would as he would later go with a lot of the music it's this very jazzy very laid back feeling um and you don't really hear him start to experiment too much he's not really he's not really uh going out there as as he will later on in his career
but yeah, like just some of the compositions in there from from like Easy Muffin, Dream Sequence, uh, you know. I know, like the um, what it was, um, Permutation, uh, Permutation. Nova. Oh, whatever, man. Shit. I ain't got my glasses on. Yeah, that's okay. But yeah, Nova was like pretty <laughs> one of those ones that kind of stuck out to me, though. I don't know why. I just like Nova. Uh, for me, yeah, Nova was, I mean, for obviously Nova is a, Nova's one of those standout tracks, but uh, Sorted actually is one of, one of the actual tracks from IGPX. Fuck. I shouldn't even talk about IGPX really because like <laughs> a shit ton of his stuff is on IGPX's I soundtrack. Know. I really shouldn't. I should really stay away from that topic entirely. <laughs> I know it's near and dear to your heart, though, Jose. I know, but like, sorted is used a lot. Like, a lot of these songs are used in IGTX, and these are songs that are years old, especially by that point. Uh, especially now, these are. Yeah, but you can't be the classic, though, man. Sometimes you just really do have to go old school just to even make something as new lively. Yeah, and especially since like I feel like a lot of people still haven't heard a lot of the Ninja Tune stuff and and really delve deep into the Ninja Tune library. Because, uh, man, the label that they have is, is filled with so many talented artists, uh, like Amon, as we're talking about right here. Um, but, yeah, Permutation was, again, kind of a, kind of a more laid-back type of thing. He's still, he's still not quite where uh, he is today at this point, where he's just he's really taking sounds and just creating something completely different uh, from them. around the time where he after super modified is around the time you really start hearing uh yeah, he started experimenting with his tracks and everything yeah, and the music that, arrangements uh, that's where he starts really experimenting with sound where you start it's not so much this jazzy laid back thing he's taking random noises and literally modifying them into something completely different like he he he'll go into much more extreme places later on but He's just basically like taking a, a violin string or whatever that thing is called and just bang it on something, bang it on a couple of strings like a drum. And those are his beats or take a trash can or whatever. And just he'll electronically modify everything and make it sound otherworldly and alien. Uh, and, and you start hearing that definitely in Super Modified.
Now, around this time, you know, people are starting to notice him. You, you can start telling that people high up the food chain are really noticing him because obviously he's on Toonami. He's on uh, Top Gear constantly. And, and I mean his music, not him. Yeah, we know. Uh, but, you know, he goes with Out From, <laughs> Out From Outware, which is a great album. And it's the first time he actually created the album in a professional studio. Uh, where, and he, he even starts experimenting. Like It's not the first time he had experimented with vocals, but he's really taking the human voice and modifying it here, as you can hear in Verbal, uh, where he takes uh, MC Decimal R, and he just modifies syllables that he's saying into a rhythmic fashion. there are more tracks from uh, here, like Proper Hoodaditch, which I have trouble pronouncing, but it's you can also start hearing the the hip-hop infusion, and it's starting to go a little bit more in the hip-hop direction uh, with just absolutely just wonderful wonderful sounds and, and rhythms and beats. becoming less musically inclined and starts really just experimenting with sound later on in his career. Obviously, when he's doing stuff like Chaos Theory, which is the first video game soundtrack he did, uh, he would go on to do Infamous and a couple of others. But you can hear that when he's doing, when he's contracted to do soundtracks, he's trying to do more of a, I don't want to say a traditional score, but it's like something a little more motivated. To motivate the player, to motivate the action in the film, that type of stuff. Uh, did you guys? Did you guys get a chance to listen to uh, "Out from Where," "Out from Outwhere," or, or mm. "Chaos Theory"? Did you get a chance? I heard some. Which kind of "Black from Space" idea from "Out from uh, Out from Where"? "Back from Space," not "Black from Space." Darrell. Oh, <laughs> hey, I told you I ain't got my eyeglasses on. It's okay. I still love you. <laughs> you know what? Let me just let me just put my goddamn my glasses on, man. Yeah, maybe you should do that, old man. Oh. I know you ain't talking about me, man, you fucking piece of shit. Darrell, you're young on the inside, and that's all I care about. Oh, oh, oh. I'm young in the right places. Kodak moment. Anyways, we're getting off topic here. <laughs> all right. But uh, back, you're, you're talking about Back from Space. What did you think about that track? It was... I don't know how to quite describe it, man, but 
it was just unique in its own way, man. I felt like I was on some um, kind of time travel, cut through the time space continuum type thing, man. I was like, I wasn't drunk at the time, but I was like, if I was drunk, I probably would enjoy this even more. It's not, <laughs> it, it's not a really a song. Like, it doesn't sound like yeah. a song. It, no, it's, no, they're, they're definitely not songs. It's, it, it feels like an experience more than a song. Yeah, there's yeah. just, just these visceral audio auditory experiences that he's just modifying. It's basically an orgasm, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, obviously. I mean, just... <laughs> It's like a neural, it was like a neural overload, but a lot of stimulation. I mean, if you look at left brain, right brain, they were basically working in conjunction because I'm like, I got logic here and I got art here and I'm trying to make sense of all this. And then when you put it together, it was just like, okay, so this is what my left and right brain are like when I listen to Amon Tobin. Now I think when he really finds his voice, where he just kind of go, he starts going really crazy with the sound, is the sixth album, which is Foley Room, uh, which is kind of a reference to what he actually does. Uh, for those of you that, that aren't in the movie business, uh, it's a Foley Room is uh, when you shoot a movie, sometimes you can't use the audio you actually hear on set, so you have to go recreate it in a studio. Uh, so when, let's say, you know, there's a kissing scene, uh, sometimes it'll be the dude standing in front of a microphone sucking on a lemon, uh, or, or an orange or something like that to make that. In other words, recreate sounds. To recreate sounds that match what's on screen. That's what a fuller room artist does. Um, so, you know, someone, someone clapping their hands, it'll be someone standing in front of a microphone clapping their hands or someone, uh. I'm trying to do sounds that I can do with my hand right now. Um, basically, like in a fight scene where you hear the, like the clothes ripping and um, yeah, you know, kind of like struggling and stuff. Or clothes shuffle. That's kind of yeah, yeah, yeah the you clothes shuffle. Or yeah. um, or um, you know, someone getting punched in the face. Yeah, sometimes that's just body hits. Like they'll they'll actually bring in a dude and he'll just you know do one of these. I don't know if you guys can hear it on the mic. Yeah, I heard it. Um. You know, th- that's 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 pretty much the type of stuff he's doing, but he just doesn't have a movie.
doesn't have a movie and he's making all these noises and of course he's taking them and just adding rhythm to them and modifying them so that they don't sound like they're from this world. Um, you know, he just, he records everything with an omnidirectional microphone just to see what he can get. And he, he at this point, he's not using any pre-recorded source material. Uh, everything was recorded by himself. He does everything. Now, uh, motorcycles, everything. Sometimes he would have some help, but this time he was just like, nope, just me. Way to keep more money in your pocket, too. Yeah. <laughs> now, of course, next uh, next time we saw him come up is uh, is good old Infamous. And uh, he would he also went on to work on Splitter Cell Conviction. And uh, we have some... The next part of his career is my favorite part of his career. Because we're in the current era of that, of that part. It's Isam. Dude, uh, that video that you showed me. Holy crap, right? They fucking shit, man. I was like, God damn. Man, I wish I... Dude, we need to go to a concert. Seriously. Oh, I've been to a concert. Yeah, I know. We. You gotta remember the plural. We. (laughs) We. We. I'll talk about that in a minute. I'll talk about the concerts in a minute. That will definitely come up. But uh, before we get into that, uh, do you guys happen to listen to the video game albums? Again, it's, it's kind of a return to form for Amon, where he's doing... Stuff that's a little more driving and a little less experimental. Oh well, he was in. He did Conviction. He did Splinter Cell Conviction. Yeah, I, I like some of the tracks in the game. Yeah, because it it like Infamous and 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 those and every time he does a soundtrack, there there's much less experimentation, and I understand why because you know this is this is not just to put out there. This is something that's gonna be heard and has to match the tone and. He's really good at scoring stuff without it sounding like a video game or a film score. Mm. Like it, it sounds like a unique thing and it creates this very unique environment that you don't that you don't usually hear. Uh which is why I would really like him to film more stuff or score more stuff. 
Nah, dude, I wouldn't. You know what? To be honest with you, I wouldn't mind him doing a collaboration with Quincy Jones, man. That would be really that interesting. That would be fun. <laughs> I know, He's right? He's an influence. He's actually an influence on Amon. Uh, clearly, if you go back to the jazz, jazz your albums, yeah. you can hear I mean, that you know, there's an influence if somebody, there. If you ever heard a Quincy Jones score, man, you understand why. And I can see why he was affected by that, man, because Quincy Jones did some shit that was fucking out of this world. Now, um, now we're going to get into the fun stuff. Oh, man. Is- yes. I, Sam, or Isam, as I pronounce it, because I'm stupid, um, which stands, it's spelled I-S-A-M, uh, and it stands for Invented Sounds Applied to Music, is pretty much exactly what it sounds like. This is... Amon Tobin, probably at the height of his, I don't know, just mega creativity in regards to capturing sounds. Because he is just, he recorded, once again, he's gone back and recorded everything, but he has picked up just the weirdest things you would never think of. Um, like, he, he got a specialized microphone, very, like, probably super expensive microphone, very specialized microphone to record the sound of ants walking.
sounds like that you know just like you know and, and again like he even uses his own voice which is hilarious he, yeah, he I think, did he on uh, like process his voice where he made it sound female yes he processes his voice to sound female <laughs> kind of like paul oh <laughs> i wish i could i wish i could have the ounce of talent to even do that that the way he was able to modify his voice to sound completely female and like look if you listen to it if obviously you guys are going to be like a little weirded out because we've told you, but if you had no idea, you'd think it was just a female. Exactly. That's how convincing it sounds. The he actually did a commentary on the on the on the, uh, on the album. By the way, it's on SoundCloud if you want to hear it. So if you want to hear like him actually going into uh, like how he records some of the stuff and his philosophies behind the stuff, and he's a really interesting guy to to hear speak, um, and. The way the way on Isam, he uh, he modified all these sounds is he had this soft vinyl keyboard looking thing, and he would take you know whatever he would he would take whatever sound he had just recorded, and that keyboard thing would he would play that, and it would modify the sound electronically, and he could you know swipe his finger across it to make it a different pitch, different. Uh, octave or whatever, just just change it completely, and you know he can even you know tap on it a little bit to make it like a beat, and just just play just just kind of like play with it, and I think that goes back to you know his teenage years where he was experimenting with uh, himself breathing. He just you know would do do a, a breath into a microphone. <sighs> And, you know, created a whole song out of that breath. probably makes <laughs> you know you're you're right it's crass but you're right i do think <laughs> it is something and I mean, you know what but that would that. be that would be him just kind of like but it, he it wouldn't sound like a fart like a fart it wouldn't sound like a fart at all you'd have no idea <laughs> he might have done it on e i sam and we have no idea <laughs> he's like i need a little more bass here <laughs> he throws it in there we'd have and, and that's how that's how much he modifies the sounds that they just don't sound they don't sound like they're from earth no they don't they sound alien and which is the thing he's always trying to go for at this point now we got to talk about the concerts because holy shit 
it's Dude, it was so much energy and stage presence, man. There, this is gonna sound like hyperbole, but Amon Tobin might be like the best concert I've ever gone to. The the Isam tour it might be the best concert I've ever gone to in my entire life, um, and that includes Yoko Kano. Whoa. Uh, Dude, that is saying a whole lot yeah. right there. <laughs> I said might. I'm not sure. They, they might be tied. I, I, yeah, I would say go for a tie on that, but, man, because a Yoko Kano concert is just as... But actually, good. speaking of Yoko Kano, uh, you guys may have seen my article months back um, where I wrote about they use projection technology. They would project little things on her piano. And I mentioned Amon Tobin's technology. This... Yoko Kano, I love her to death, but this was very simple compared to what Amon Tobin did. Amon Tobin took this, I, I don't even know how to describe it, it's just this perforated stage of cubes that that he's in the center of, and, you know, he can, he can raise his little wall so you can see him, and then other times he completely disappears behind it. And he has three super high-def projectors that are laser-calibrated, Oh. to project images like kind of like a visualizer but in the 2.0 version they actually tell a story so like you see a spaceships and other stuff like blowing up and because everything is all the cubes are some of them are protracted inwards some of them are protruding outwards and doing all this stuff and they all the projectors are lined up perfectly they it actually has this semi 3d effect Without you needing to wear glasses, uh, kind of like what Tony Stark's doing in Iron Man with the like three D setup when he was moving stuff around. Kind of, like... kind of, not really, not 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 all the way, but just kind of based on it's that. Kinda, same it's kind of it's kind of like watching a three D movie without Ooh. wearing glasses because of all the protrusions of everything, all the cubes everywhere are protruding certain images. It kind of looks like there it there's depth to it. Not so much that it's popping out at you, but that there's depth. To the to the projection that you're looking at. Well, if you look at what Nietzsche said, man, we kind of listen with music with our muscles, man, and basically, it's something that we can see. That's what Amon Tobin was doing in that. Then, basically, I guess from a neuroscientific point of view, you know, it's kind of normal, but it's like you're half conscious when you're mm. listening to it, and it's kind of like the resonance of music, and it's basically involuntary expression that you're looking at the whole time, but you're just captivated by that at that same time, too, though. Well, I guess um, I've kind of always been interested in the idea of transforming sounds and reorganizing existing music into new music, and um, the last album I did focused on... Uh, field recordings and trying to sort of treat old sounds as potentially musically useful, whether or not they were, you know, established instruments or whether they were uh, sounds which weren't inherently musical. Um, and so by the time I got to this record, I was more interested in, in changing those uh, into synthesized sounds, into sort of marrying recorded sound with synthesized sound. Uh, so I guess that's kind of where I'm at now. It was like a solution to a problem, really. You know, and that's how I'll approach the next thing as well. It wasn't like I sat down and thought, oh, how can I make the biggest spectacle I can make? It was more that I had a record that couldn't be performed by musicians, and it wasn't a DJ-orientated record, so I couldn't really take it out to clubs and, and do it like that either. I couldn't have done it with, you know, as a DJ set, so I had to think of a different way to do it. 
I think he he's not on tour anymore. But if you guys ever get the opportunity, go see Isam live or Isam live. I keep pronouncing it wrong. I'm sorry. It's okay. You can just say Isam. I say Isam. I I just pronounce it as if it's a real word. Mm. It is a real word, though. It's, it's an acronym. <laughs> yes. We use acronyms all the time in the military. But, yeah, it's a uh, go see it. I, man, there's nothing. Just like, look, I have the concert on DVD I because I'm a huge Amon Tobin fan. I bought the stupid $250 uh, <laughs> you uh, poor special edition <laughs> seven vinyl, all these random CDs, which include the teenager stuff, which is why you guys are hearing it. Uh, and of course, a DVD of the concert set that is amazing, and I love my shelf. And there's only four thousand of those in the world, so yeah, I had to buy it. It's probably the the rarest thing in my collection because there's only there really is only four thousand of them. You cannot buy anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> you can come over and see it, Darrell. Sweet, I'll be able tomorrow. Can we play in your basement? Oh, God. Are you sure? My non-existent God. basement? Sure. Just don't, just don't lock them in your basement. I'm sorry, man. The basement joke had to come up again. Yeah, I do. But yeah, that, that, um, seeing, seeing it on concert on DVD, you know, it's, it's nice and it's a nice way to relive the experience, but it, it's not like being there. There's a totally different energy than there is being there. It, it's, it's absolutely different. I recorded it with my cell phone and I never look at those recordings. I'm just like, it wasn't even close. <laughs> wasn't even close uh once you see it live man i think it's just like if you watch the recording like you know what it's just not the same yeah it isn't and i have and 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 the thing is like okay this is gonna be a little nerdy and technical i'm really sorry (laughs) but i i feel like a lot of concerts that i do go to uh particularly the more bombastic people and i don't i don't want to imply that amon tobin is not bombastic he is he can be, um, but they don't give a shit about their sound as much as they should. Like I've seen Skrillex live. I've seen, you know, other electronic artists of his ilk live, uh, and they do not give the same care and attention to the audio. Cause a lot of DJs I'll notice, especially DJs who are new, they will turn their treble a little too high or their bass way too high. Mm. And Amon Tobin's the first concert I've ever gone to where it was it was perfect. It sounded like it wasn't like, oh, this is just loud for the sake of being loud. This is I hear the music inside my mind. Basically, some people kind of forget, man, about like sound. You do have something called phase cancellation, man. You have to. And- Basically, you just have to calibrate it correctly, and right. Amon Tobin calibrates it to like a watchmaker's precision. The only person I, uh, other person I know that actually pays attention to sound, man, if you ever been to a Wu Tang concert, RZA yeah. pays very close attention to everybody's sound. No, I find uh, I find a lot of like music producers like RZA will pay attention to the sound. Exactly, RZA be on it, man. Mm. Like a lot of those guys who who actively stay in the studio and really calibrate their equipment will, will know what it's supposed to sound like. Like Michael Jackson knew exactly what his song should sound like. And, and that, you know, I know a lot of people are probably going, Oh man, he brought up Michael Jackson. Um, but <laughs> yes. the man, the man was talented and he, but he was very precise about what he wanted. And 
he down to everything down from like pyrotechnics to the the spectacle of it all if you ever watch this is it you can see how precise he was and i have a feeling this is how amon tobin was with this show or just like this has to be this precise this has to sound he's, like this he's real meticulous man so yeah. that's the thing i can say you know but when you have somebody that's passionate about it and just knows what it's supposed to sound like and what he's trying to get to people you're going to get that quality all the time i think it's going to be consistent i think that's why his music has always just been timeless i think even though like i think electronic music is gonna is gonna change in a very different way but his stuff will still be relevant it'll still be heard it because it does despite all this like electronic and sounding and like we're gonna make it sound like another world or whatever it's it's still very musically good there's still it still adheres to a lot of rules of music uh, when he's not going off the deep end with the experimentation. <laughs> well, you know, what I've seen with some performers, man, it's kind of like they're more flashy, man, instead of paying attention to the quality. Yeah. Yep. And you can be flashy. I mean, Isam is flashy as shit, but... But the thing is, he's still maintaining the quality, though. There's substance to it. it. Yeah. There, there's something that is behind the projection because the big reason he, he decided to go this route, and I'm so sorry, we can't show you video of this, um, but we'll, we'll let him speak in his own words. We actually do have audio clips of him speaking about the tour, uh, so we'll, we'll play those for you. But the big reason was, you know, he's not a DJ. He, he, he is not a DJ type guy. He doesn't, he doesn't play dance music, you know? Which will bring us into his side project, which is called Two Fingers, which we were laughing at earlier. <laughs> Two Fingers is basically his weight event, uh, where he does stuff that's a little more DJ, a little more kind of stuff you would hear in the club, a little more conventional. And it's his way of like, all right, I don't want to experiment so much. I just want to have something fun. And you hear that in the Amantoban concerts, too. Like You do hear Two Fingers bleed in. Uh, every once in a while, uh, because you know you want to you want to keep the energy up for a stage show, uh, and it's just that stuff still doesn't sound really like what a lot of the other DJs are doing. If that makes sense, like it sounds more conventional, but still with that Amon Tobin type it sound. It has a touch to it. Yeah.
Um, but yeah, that, that kind of brings us to the end of uh, Ramon Tobin, man. I'm so glad that we get to hear his stuff again on Toonami. And, uh, we hope you guys go discover his stuff. There is so much stuff out there from Ramon Tobin. So much. I can't even, I can't even begin to include a taste of what this dude has done. But I hope, I hope we've at least piqued your interest into going to checking out uh, all these wonderful albums from this very, very talented artist who's been on Toonami for as long as I can remember at this point. Not, not since 97, but since as long as Ninja Tune has been around on Toonami. Uh, just, man, that was back in like 2002, 2001, maybe three. I think it was three. It's a long time ago. Yes. A decade. Almost a decade, yeah. Well, actually over a decade. Over a decade. And now he's back and we get to hear the new stuff. And I can't wait to see what Toonami does with it. And uh, I can't wait. It's this weird symbiotic relationship where it's just like, hooray, I can't wait to see what Amon Tobin does. Hooray, I can't see what Toonami does with the Amon Tobin stuff. Hooray, <laughs> I can't wait to see, you know, what what they'll use next. Like, it's just so cool. And uh, we hope you guys go check this stuff out. Go listen to the previous Toonami Music Artist Showcase episodes as well. Uh, where we did profile the uh, the careers of Tommy Guerrero, the first composer on Toonami, <sighs> and uh, the the probably most well known composer on Toonami, Joe Boyd Vigil. Go check out their stuff. Uh, on the previous episodes, please check out Amon Tobin's stuff. You can find him easily on iTunes as well as Spotify. Okay. And um, yes, please go check out their stuff. Uh, and that'll be it. We hope to bring this segment back a little more. We're sorry we didn't do it for a long time. Uh, we hope. I just gonna have to deal with it. Yeah. We, <laughs> we. But I think it worked out for the best that we brought this segment back this week. Yay! Super. Perfect timing. So there you go, people. We're, we're we're showcasing music. Perfect yep. timing forever, baby. Uh, we're gonna stick. We're gonna stick around in the Ninja Tune era right now because chronologically, that's kind of how it goes. Uh, but feel free to suggest artists from outside Ninja Tune. Uh, anybody from Ghostly, William Street, whoever, recommend them. They have had their work featured on Toonami. Feel free to suggest them. We've already gotten a couple, and we're definitely Mike, baby. Yeah, we're, we're <laughs> that's Killer a big Mike. one. That's a big one. People have been asking for that one. Mm. I actually have big plans for Killer Mike. Um, but uh, that's not going to happen for a long time. I think we're going to stick with. Uh, Ninja Tune stuff for now, but feel free to suggest whoever. Uh, I know a lot of people are asking for Tycho and Rusty, uh, but you know, go through the Ninja Tune library, see if see if there's anybody who interests you. We're probably gonna do uh, DJ Food next or Luke Vibert, uh, so be on the lookout for those guys. So, uh, as always, there are three ways to donate to us and help this show and the site out. 
Uh, T-shirts are $10, plus Nerdcore Absolution comes with it for free, the first volume. Uh, and ask about bigger and smaller sizes uh, if you would like, you know, extra small or extra large or something like that. Yeah. Uh, and you can donate to us. Please donate to TanamiFaithful.com slash donate. We really appreciate any and all donations that you guys give us. We uh, we could really use it for Momocon. We want to bring you a lot of stuff, and you, you're the burden that will, you guys will be help lifting, uh, will be worth it. We will we will pay that back in tenfold with content. We promise. Please donate what you can. Um, and please also donate Redbubble shirts or, sorry, buy Redbubble shirts. Um, <laughs> those go to us as well, and uh, they're very stylish. And uh, should be on. Should totally pick those up, man. Please rate and review and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Podomatic, and Stitcher. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter at Tsunami Podcast, and follow our Tumblr account at Tsunami Faithful Official.tumblr.com. And uh, please visit our website and all that good stuff, man. Uh, you know, visit podcast.tsunamifaithful.com for all the old episodes of the podcast because I have learned our. Um, I guess our iTunes abyss finally happened. The first episode is no longer on iTunes. <gasps> so, you know, go down, go download it now. But, you know, if you don't, you can go download it off podcast.tunamifaithful.com. Yeah, you're really not missing nothing. The show doesn't get good until the second episode. <laughs> Which might be gone by the time we post this episode on iTunes, so you better go get it. Hmm. Uh, I also, to address some of the Stitcher people, I know, I know we've gotten this a little bit. Uh, I know a lot of you want more episodes on Stitcher. That is not under our control. Uh, Stitcher is uh, different. They, they do things differently. And uh, we have no control over that. Uh, so the episodes that are there are the episodes that are there. Sorry. Uh, but please, please continue to enjoy Stitcher. We, we're glad we're on there. And uh, I guess without further ado, Arthur, you got anything to plug? Where can people find you, man? Well, you guys can follow me on Twitter at Arthur Mesa, and you can tumble with me at Arthur Mesa. And that's about it for now. Oh, oh, wait, I have an Ask FM at Arthur Mesa, and that's it. Cool. Nobody cares about your Ask FM. <laughs> uh, we are so abusive to our guests. Yeah. <laughs> so mean. We love you, Arthur. Up, Arthur. Thank you. you. Uh, I love it. I love you guys. You kept me insane last year. Last year was really a bad year for me. Um, my mom was uh, diagnosed with uh, pancreatic cancer, and oh. so uh, it really meant a lot to me, you guys, to t- talk with you guys the last two years. And the good news is, my mom's cancer free right now. So, oh, dude, I, that's awesome. No. So I just wanted to let you know how much you guys means me. Oh, dude, if I could hug you right now, I would. <laughs> yeah, man, now you making me so feel bad. bad for being an asshole. Yeah, I know. <laughs> no, I like to point out I was nice for most of the podcast. Oh, shut <laughs> up. <laughs> I know you guys are just joking around, but yeah. uh, just thank you guys. It means a lot to me. No, thank you for listening, dude. I'm glad that we could ease even a little bit of your burden. Like that, that, dude, that means a lot to us. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Yeah, it makes it worth it, man. And also the Jason and the Tsunami Six. Thank you guys. Well, I think there's eight of them now. Or eight of them. They multiplying like babies, keys now. <laughs> they got a, they got a, they got a new editor. Damn. Yeah, I heard not, about. It. I'm not, not mad about that at all. 
<laughs> not not com not completely jealous at all. Not infernoring rage with jealousy at all. Rage o meter. Rage o meter. Unleash the hate. Jason, give Jose a job, please. <laughs> no, 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 no. I I love I love the tsunami staff too much. I would never, never resort to begging like that. On the podcast, I would do it in person. <laughs> well, Momocon's coming. Momocon is coming. Actually, I really can't wait for Momocon. Momocon's going to be fun this year. Uh, basically, you can find me at ukami underscore samurai7 at twitter.com. If you want to tumble with me, because I like to tumble sometimes, you can do that at ukamisamurai7.tumblr.com. I also have an Ask FM, which is s.fm slash ukami75 and if you want to send me evil emails you can do that at the rail maddox at tsunamifable.com alright let's do this anyways so you can find me at j-e-a-r-g-u-m-e-d-o that's j-e-argumetto on twitter j-e-a-r-g-u-m-e-d-o dot tumblr dot com and you can email me any feedback j-e-a-r-g-u-m-e-d-o at tsunamifaithful dot com and before we go I also want to mention uh, that we do have a survey currently going on uh, we would like to get at least 100 people to answer it. And the feedback has been very, very valuable. Thank you all so much. Yes, uh, thank you. Really appreciate it. This is the website. I'm going to spell it out. Uh, SurveyMonkey.com slash S slash 85LRJCC. So if you please go to that, fill out our little survey. We greatly appreciate it. Your feedback will help the direction of this show. Um yeah. And it and it did. It kind of answered our question about feedback uh, or recaps, rather. So uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens to recaps. So maybe maybe you can still change that. We're Tsunami still... Talkback. No, Tsunami Talkbacks. Uh, obviously, yes, Tsunami Talkback is still a good way to get in contact with us. But for now, please look at the survey if you want to okay. really send feedback about the show. I think this is the best way. And. Uh, yeah, but if you do want to send comments about stuff, please tune up and talk back. Absolutely. Or Tumblr. Or Tumblr. Yes, we've we're we're starting to answer questions a little more and we're starting to ignore the acquisitions ones a little more as well. <laughs> oh my god. Now do you delete, see how many delete, do, delete, delete. Do you see what I'm talking about, Jose? Like how many of those we get? Yeah, we get a lot. I oh see them. God. You know, I, I gotta say this. I gotta say this. Thank you to Tsunami for doing bi monthly QAs because Oh my god. <laughs> Actually, they haven't done their Q&A yet, right? No, they won't do it till the end of April. Oh. Okay. Um, Jason announced that that they will only be doing Q&As bi-monthly now because of how busy they are, so. Yep. Okay. Um, so, but thank you for doing that because that makes that makes it so much easier to namefaithful.com. <laughs> we want Dragon Ball Z back. <sighs> Yeah, we're never play <laughs> we're never playing that April Fool's joke again. No. And by the way, every time that, that every time I get another one of those after this April Fool's, I go, "Thank you, Jose, for doing that." You're welcome. <laughs> Anyways, um, Paul, let's get the hell out of here. Where can they find you? They can find me on Twitter at Paul Pescrillo. My last name is spelled P-E-S-C-R-I-L-O. Uh, you can also find me on Tumblr, paulpscrillo.tumblr.com. I also have an ask.fm. It's ask.fm slash Paul Pascrillo. And you can find me on another podcast, the Two, Not Two Strangers One Podcast. I was going to say Two Fingers One Podcast, but, you know. <laughs> I, was thinking that when you were saying that. I was thinking that when you said that 
And I was just like, oh, God, two fingers, one podcast. Hey, dude, what's up with plugging other podcasts? We're not allowed to do that here. By the way, you can hear me this week on the One Piece podcast at onepiecepodcast.com. Free plug. I know you were going to say that anyway. So I have no idea if I'm actually going to be on this week, so I don't know. Time we'll find to out together. <laughs> well, you know what? That is it for this week. Uh, thank you guys for listening to this episode of the Tanami Faithful Podcast. We certainly hope you enjoyed, but peace, we're out. Deuces!